0: Hello and welcome to the Dremelcast. I'm your host, Abby Normal Sherman. Were I Normal Sherman, I might have some witty, non-committal, semi-topical banter to supply to you. Something about presidential text messages called from the ether and Supreme Court nominees, uh, members who drank, drink. And still like beer. Because I, too, like beer. Suffice to say that the Drabblecast is a weekly audio fiction magazine that brings strange stories from strange authors to strange listeners, such as ourselves. Strange listeners. That homage to the fringe individual has always turned a key to some dark and special place inside of me. The void of imagination. You see, in complete nothingness, all things are possible. Time can stand still, pigs can talk, and reality TV stars can become presidents. And knowing that is madness. It's nice to know we're not going mad alone. We're coming down to the final stretch of our Kickstarter campaign at the Drabblecast, and nearly 500 of you have contributed. That's over 500 mugs, tentacles, and pins we now have to individually package and ship to you by hand. To pass the time, I've been going back over some of our old episodes, and I came across my first Drabblecast love, To Whatever, by Shannon Garrity. I first heard this story when it aired back in 2014. I was driving through the Wrangell Mountains range in eastern Alaska. The Wrangles are almost entirely volcanic in origin, including the second and third largest volcanoes in the United States. At over 14,000 feet, Mount Wrangle itself is still active. Alaska will humble you, folks. There's an energy there you can't escape, a sense that something ancient and powerful lurks below the white snowcaps. Never have I felt so small, and so in awe. John Denver even wrote a song about these mountains. It's called the Wrangle Mountain Song. Driving past these black goliaths that pierced the clouds, it was only appropriate that I dipped into the Drabblecast Lovecraft lore, to whatever was the first Lovecraft Month story I'd heard from the Drabblecast, and it struck me because it echoed the conversations I was having in my own head at the time. Conversations between me and that dark special place inside, piercing the clouds in my mind conversations with imaginary friends. Friends from the void who demand the impossible of you because in their world, in that void of imagination, all is possible. I think we might all share this love-hate relationship with a darkness inside. It's like a saucy roommate that makes an awesome curry but never washes the dishes. And much as we learn from whatever is the antagonist into whatever, the real lesson of life is to laugh. Because life, no matter how dark, when read as a comedy, is filled with impossible laughter. And laughter made possible makes the heart grow fonder. The author of this story, Shannon Garrity, was interviewed for one of our director's cut specials as part of our relaunch prelaunch. And we've added monthly director's cut specials to our Kickstarter stretch goals. We're also cooking up some new monthly themes, just like Lovecraft Month. That's part of our $50,000 stretch goal. Now folks, we never anticipated raising this much money when we started our Kickstarter. It seemed impossible only a month ago, but thanks to so many strange listeners from the void, all things are possible. And that is what the Travelcast never fails to remind me. What does it remind you of? Let us know on Facebook or Twitter, and don't forget we have a strange newsletter that you can sign up for by going to our website, www.travelcast.org. Until next time, this is Zimmerman, aka Abby Normal Sherman, reminding you that we all go
1: To Whatever by Shannon K. Garrity To Whatever Lives in the Walls Please stop taking my half-and-half Let's get this out of the way I know you're there Don't think I'm unaware of the scrabbling sounds, the walls creaking from your bulk, the way my razor in the morning is never exactly where I left it last night. Richard always said it was the building settling, as if a building however old could take apples out of the fruit crisper, but he was as wrong about that as he was about a lot of things beyond the scope of this note, and since he moved out, I feel you've gotten bolder. Now, I'm not trying to tell you what to do about living in the walls, I mean. I don't own the building. But when I come into this kitchen to pour my morning cup of Ethiopian roast and the carton of half-and-half half in the fridge is empty, well, that ruins my whole day. It's no good with milk. I need half-and-half. Half. Who returns an empty carton to the fridge? Do you know that's rude? That's very rude in our society. Anyway, that's all. And I'd feel better if you stopped messing with my razor. The tenant in 3B. To whatever. And You didn't have to do that. Uh, Really, I just wanted to not be left with an empty carton when I need some half and half in the morning. But this morning I come down and in my fridge is a brand new carton, so (laughs) thanks for that. Tell you what, you need something. My fridge is open to you. I'm guessing you get hungry. You sound pretty big. My only demand is that you not leave me with empties. I've got my needs too, you know. And, you know, maybe you can do a little shopping once in a while or whatever it is you do. Ethan. "'To the tenant in the walls. "'I'm so sorry about Tuesday. "'When I called the landlord about a funky smell in the apartment, "'I I honestly, I thought it was the sink trap backing up again. "'It never occurred to me. It was you. "'You've been coming around more at night, haven't you? "'Are are you here during the day when I'm at work? "'What do you do?' "'Never mind. I I know you won't answer. "'You never answer when I talk to the darkened living room, "'even when I can see the shadow in the corner that isn't shaped like my chair. "'I just find things in the morning.' polished stones and iron tools on the coffee table, or sculptures or utensils. Is there a, a use for the knobs, the spikes? Or, or fresh apples and the crisper. And on Tuesday, the super found clumps of hair and scales under the sink. I told him it was a friend's dog, and he gave me the no pets lecture, but I don't think he believed me. He left in a hurry." "'I hope I haven't compromised your safety. "'You must be worried about the same thing, "'because every night since Tuesday has been quiet here. "'I understand that probably you have other apartments. "'Other buildings? "'Or is this your only home?' No, no, forget the questions. I just wanted to let you know, if you happen to pass through and find this note, that the super has not been back and I will not call the landlord again. Uh, I have, however, purchased family-sized bottles of several shampoos and conditioners, uh, which you'll find in the closet outside the bathroom along with the towels, and if I happen to hear the shower running in the middle of the night, I will not get up to investigate. I'm sorry, but the smell was starting to cling. (sighs) Sorry again, Ethan. to wall guy you may have noticed that today i rearranged the living room the love seat is now behind the sofa the small lamp table is next to the love seat with just enough room for a bowl of apples a gallon of milk and several beers the golden globes are tomorrow evening i was going to watch them with someone but there was a cancellation never mind the details i uh, so i will be watching alone on the sofa with my own beers if anyone sits behind me i won't turn around the red carpet coverage starts at seven. Ethan. Hey there. Amazing race again tonight? You bring the beers, or whatever it is you bring. You know, in, in the green bottles? That salty undertaste takes getting used to, but it's got to be at least seven o, so no complaints. <laughs> I'll be home at the usual hour, unless uh, something comes up at the library, but I don't expect any trouble once the senior book club meeting clears out. I'll be ordering a pizza, so don't panic when the doorbell rings. Last week, when the Thai delivery arrived, there was that sudden stench, like a skunk exploding in the kitchen. And afterwards, I found symbols scrawled in damp charcoal all over the walls. The parampakan pineapple fried rice I left on the lamp table disappeared while my back was turned, though, so presumably you don't have anything against Thai. You just get shy around people, huh? Well, anyway, anchovies on your half. I know how you like it. Be not quite seeing you. Ethan. Hi! Just a heads up, tomorrow I'm getting drinks with the new guy in 4C, and no high hopes, just being a friendly neighbor. His name's Willem, so, you know, grad student in physics or something like that. Cute accent. I helped him carry boxes of books up the stairs, and you know how I like a fellow reader. So, uh, basically, I-, I have to take a rain check on Parcheesi night. Maybe Thursday? Later. Ethan. <laughs> hey, star for coming in late, early, whatever. Hope it didn't wake you up. Leftover soda in the fridge. <laughs> Please clean up, slime trail, in case of company. Good to get out of apartments sometimes, right? <laughs> fun E. Hey, roomie. Willem says uh, he's been having vivid nightmares about a five-dimensional city where cats with clown faces pursue him through climb-bottle alleys and nip at his legs. He showed me the little bite marks all over his calves. I only bring it up because it sounds suspiciously like those places that sometimes appear during the commercials when we're watching TV. You remember last week and I had a Hulu on and it switched away in the middle of a Geico ad? A five-dimensional Catman City. So I assume that was you changing the channel. It was, wasn't it? Well, I'm cool with having it on the TV, but the dreams are freaking Willem out. I don't know how it is where you're from, but around here we don't change the channel in people's heads. Oh, and have you seen that crystal spiral you gave me a while back? The blue one? It's perfect for unclogging the washing machine downstairs. Your roomie, Ethan. Roomie, look, I I apologize for missing dinner. I didn't know you were making spaghetti and trapezoidal prisms. I'm not very good at reading those runes that only appear on the bathroom mirror, you know. They're backwards. And also runes. Yes, all right, I did promise to be home for dinner, and then I didn't, and that's on me. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you. But it's unfair for you to take it out on Willem. Last night he woke up screaming and babbling about the city again... I tried telling him to ignore the man-faced cats and get to that green mandala neighborhood that's always hovering over the iron bridge because it looks like it has nice bars, but he just stared at me, and now he's in a mood, and I don't think he's even noticed the mark branded on his back yet. They will be hell to pay when he sees that. It's immature of you, is all. He doesn't need this. He's got to defend his thesis next month, and his car broke down. He's under a lot of pressure, is what I'm saying, without getting teleported into bad neighborhoods. Ethan. Excuse me, it's none of your business how I know what Willem screams in the dead of night. That's not the point. It's not your roommate. Milk, cereal, life or grape nuts, no sugary stuff, and no gray flakes in a pouch. Half and half, bananas, frozen peas or baby lima beans, beer, gelatinous ovoid things. I'll be out for a couple of days, and you never clean, so the least you can do is pick up some groceries while I'm gone. E. Hi, do not panic, but slight problem you may need to be aware of. And now that the medication is keeping Willem's night terrors manageable and we found a hairdresser who's a wizard at covering that white streak in his hair, he's had space to think. And now he's asking questions the scientific mind, I guess. He keeps uh, demanding to know how I knew about the mandala and the bridge, and I told him I saw them on TV, which is true, but he isn't satisfied. He's been poking around the building, drilling into the walls. I don't know how long he's been at this. Possibly longer than I thought. Uh, Again, do not panic. Do not release the face cats. Or send his mind to the red alley. That is not cool. And anyway, it'll just raise his curiosity even more. I'll try to get him focused on uh, something else. (laughs) The medication helps with that. And once the bites heal, he won't be reminded so often. I'll be home tonight. You want Thai? Let's order Ty and talk. Or I'll talk and you hover in my blind spot watching with your eyes reflecting like torches off of those green bottles. Just like old times. Do not panic, Ethan. Oops, he found the brand on his back. It's been spreading. Gotta smooth this over. Not coming home tonight, E. Dear Rumi, I know this isn't going to be your favorite idea, but I've got to come out and say it. Would it be so bad if you showed yourself? Or at least let the neighbors sort of know you exist? What would the actual fallout be? It's just Willem thinks he's going insane, especially since you left whatever it was you left behind the toilet in his bathroom, and I feel terrible about it. I hate the lying and the sneaking around. He's a great guy if you give him a chance. He can be overbearing, I guess, but that's part of his charm. And again, he's already stressed out from his thesis. I'm not saying we should all have dinner together, or maybe I am saying that. I don't know. I want to make this work for all three of us, and the current status quo is not healthy. The dishonesty is getting toxic, you know? Please get back to me. Lately, your rooms have been cryptic. Your friend, Ethan? Dear Rumi, I've made a terrible mistake. Let me back up. No? No, never mind. I'm no good at long explanations. I might as well start with this morning after Willem ran out the door late for his semiotics class. You know, it always seemed a little weird that he took so many humanities courses for a physics student in Gnosticism and linguistic anthropology and stuff about Joseph Campbell, but, you know, to each his own, I thought it made him multidimensional. Anyway, after he left, I noticed he'd left his laptop behind, which he never did, And it was on, which it never was. So, you know, I went to turn it off. Definitely not trying to invade his privacy or anything like that. You know, just doing a favor. And that was how I saw his thesis. He chose this building over two years ago, it turns out. It's mentioned in some 16th century manuscripts and identified on old maps. And there was a poem by a minor romantic who died of madness and consumption. Etude de la desolation or something. I think it was the title. Maybe you already know all this. It's probably old news in the elder city. Anyway, it looks like Willem's been uh, studying this uh, for a while, studying our home can't say i understood his thesis paper it mashes the quantum gravity research i thought was his main field with a bunch of alternate universe models and egyptian berber methodologies syntactic theory complicated math and stuff i think he got out of old tor paperbacks to be honest the best i could make out was that he discovered some kind of gate and came here to study it He was expecting the noises, and the smells, and the dreams. He just wasn't as prepared for them as he thought he'd be. He wrote about you. I should wrap this up. There's only one page left in the We've Got a Latte to Do refrigerator notepad. So I told him, I read his thesis, and it turned into a scene. I'm embarrassed to say it escalated to me going full-on Oscar moment, and, uh demanding to know if our entire relationship was just part of his research. And he said, Once I realized you'd been touched by they who walk between, what else could I do? The department has been demanding hard evidence. He said, You understand, I'll be defending my thesis in less than a month. And that's that. I'll get a new notepad tomorrow. Your trusting idiot, Ethan. "'Dear whoever, did you always suspect there was something up with him? "'Did you catch him skulking around, collecting his precious data, or did you just not like him?' "'I liked him. I passed him in the lobby this morning. "'He didn't say hello, but he looked fine, like he was fresh off a good night's sleep and a plate of French toast. "'I'm surprised you didn't send him to the city. "'I know you promised not to do that any more, but this whole situation has got to have you on edge. "'Good work resisting the temptation. It would have been petty.' "'but I have to admit I was tempted to ask. "'Your roommate, Ethan. "'Dear whoever, "'please stop by tonight. "'I haven't seen you in days. "'Okay, I've never seen seen you, "'but you know what I mean. "'And we need to talk. "'William's been avoiding me in the halls. "'That's fine with me, "'but I get the impression he's up to something. "'Probably just me being paranoid. "'It's just me being paranoid, right? "'What will we do if he publishes his thesis? "'We have to go.' Now leave me some kind of message. Burn runes into the kitchen floor or scrawl on the walls and bile. I don't know what to do. Yours, Ethan. Dear whoever, Where are you? Yours, Ethan. Dear Ethan, as I seem lately blocked from your cellular phone and social media accounts, perhaps the antique practice of the note slipped under the door will prove a more efficacious means of contact. I confess in honesty to feel peculiarly comfortable expressing myself in the epistolary mode to the point that I, I quite prefer it to common speech. Possibly my queer and curious course of obscure study, combined with my extended stay at this legend-haunted pile known to more mundane thinkers as Perelman Apartments, has intensified this natural tendency to the point of eccentricity. This I leave to you to judge. My purpose in contacting you is not, as you may fear or hope, to reopen our prior relationship. I think that, well behind us, I must instead address your disturbing reaction to your discovery and our subsequent less-than-fruitful discussion of my thesis paper. To be brief... "'Be brief, Willem. I hear you, and my nameless readers who by chance come across this correspondence in some future tome of scholarly letters of note. uh, "'I beg you should seek help of a psychiatric nature. "'Whether you believe it, my feelings toward you remain those of friendship, of friendly concern, of avuncular well-wishing, of regard. "'In knowing first hand the grotesque magnetic pull of this place and its more squamous inhabitants, I fear for your psyche.' "'Over the course of mere weeks "'I began to feel these uncanny effects "'as well you know, and you, Ethan, "'have recited far longer than I. "'Nor is your mind as strong as mine, "'as honed by long study in the hard sciences, "'to withstand the fronts to Euclidean logic "'and to comprehend the sublime "'more than comprehend, but capture, dissect, "'expose it to the disinfecting light of science. "'But I digress.' "'There is no question in my mind "'that you have been in communion "'with one of they who walk between. "'How deep is this communion, "'and how long it has been allowed "'to continue unabated, I do not know. "'But from my research, "'I know the power of the walkers "'and the clutching effect "'the presence of such entities may have "'on the ordinary, unschooled human brain. "'I believe, in short, "'that you are not yourself, "'that you have developed an abnormal fascination.' an attachment to something uncanny, something beyond your understanding. You are in danger, Ethan. The particular attachment to which I refer may not be an issue at present, but if you persist in inhabiting this forsaken temple to the unearthly, allowing its unreal geometry to remold the very shape of your mind, you will only fall further from the normal capacity for human relationships. I tell you this only as a friend. Leave this place. Find a therapist. Best wishes, Willem. Willem, Christ, you're an asshole. Ethan. Dear Ethan, your reaction only proves my suspicions correct. What I wrote, I wrote strictly out of respect for our former relationship and what lingering tender concern I might harbor toward your well-being that you chose to respond so irrationally tells me that I can do no more, not that I had any intention of continuing our correspondence. Just as well, my thesis is almost complete. I present on Friday. And, as intimated in my previous missive, the particular entity that has of late polluted your spirit and your apartment is no longer, for you, an issue. Feel free to do as you please. Farewell, Willem." P.S. I learned some weeks ago, with the aid of the dread grimoire Tora von Schatten, my copy of which was reportedly unearthed at Salem, how to block the dream paths of the Elder City. The method has quite cleared my mind and guarded my sleep. I may be willing to loan you photocopies if you find yourself troubled by similar afflictions from another of they who walk, as you doubtless will be if you stay here, but only if you apologize first. Willem! Where the hell is he, you bastard? Answer your damn phone. Willem, I am not shitting around here. Willem, please get back to me. I'm begging you. You have him. I know you have him. Whatever you're planning to do with him, don't. He's so shy. He just wants to be left alone, watch some TV, have his coffee in the mornings. The way he likes it. You know, half and half, no sugar, stirred with a wand of yellow bone. Little things. Tell me what you want in return. Anything. Just talk to me. Promise you won't hurt him. Ethan. Dear Mr. Lanigan, Sorry to bother you, but for once I'm not writing about the missing recycling bin or fixing the sconces in the lobby. Uh, There seems to have been a break-in or something at 4C. I only glanced in, but it's a real mess. Books and papers everywhere, furniture overturned, burn marks... And no idea how much was stolen. Maybe it was teenagers messing around. We get goth kids trying to talk their way into the building sometime. Apparently they think this is some kind of mystical site. I don't know about any of that stuff. I'm just a librarian. Uh, One weird thing. There's a big cage or crate in the apartment. From my glimpse of the thing, it looked like it was broken open and empty. I certainly hope the tenant in 4C wasn't keeping some kind of big dog in there. I'm very aware of the building's no pets policy. I read all your notes about those cats people keep spotting. Anyway, the tenant hasn't been back. I think his name was Willem. We talked a few times, so uh, please contact the police or whatever the procedure is for this situation. As a resident, I'm concerned for my safety. Your loyal tenant, Ethan, in 3B dear you let's hope this teaches both of us the importance of communication i should have been more open about willem and the red flags he was sending up yes and you really needed to be clear about a lot of things don't sulk i can just picture your spines rising you know it's true if you'd let me know how to open the gates to the elder city and walk the paths between just the basics for emergency situations I could have gotten you away from that asshole so much sooner. For God's sake, he almost managed to exhibit you to his stupid thesis committee. He almost had proof. A good thing for both of us, and not to mention the structure of reality, that he's such a blowhard. He might think his skin-bound, written-in-blood edition of Tor von Schatten is oh so special, but it's hardly the only copy. I tracked down a grimy 1970s paperback translation through Interlibrary Loan, and learned exactly the same damn incantations he did, and then some. And thanks to the illustrations, I realized that thing I've been using as a salad tong is actually the key of Tsil, which helped open a lot of paths. Thanks for giving me that, but you really could've let me know what it was for. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, I didn't leave Willem in the Red Alley. That seemed excessive. Uh, I put him in that tower with the orbs. I figure by the time we let him out, he won't be in any state to come off as a reliable witness. Trust me, no one on the earthly plane is ever going to find his thesis. You'll notice I've rearranged the living room again. The love seat is front and center, just enough room for two. I'm making spaghetti, and there's a bottle of Pinot Noir breathing on the coffee table. Sit down. We'll see what's on TV. Yours, Ethan.
0: Sunday and it's raining in Alaska. Seven days, I haven't seen sun.